my god we're recording Hello. oh shit you know what i just realized the battery is on one percent do you yeah, think i should put new batteries in this Wait. Is the most professional podcast i've ever been part of but like honestly i want to use it this intro just because guys it's kate it's date fails i'm a disaster i have my friend bronston joe and Hello. he says hi <laughs> as you can hear he's a comedian um i've known bronston i feel like you might be you and jackson are probably my oldest friends in LA. Well, we met way back w- in your uh, Venice days. Yeah, wasn't but we didn't really get to become friends until later. Wasn't I was I still married when I met you? I don't know, you were pretty so I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. I think I was like maybe just not quite divorced yet, but um single. Do you know what I mean? Like the paperwork wasn't done? Yeah. Well, when did I when did you leave Venice? Like was the paperwork done by then? Because it was like right before you left. No, I met you. I was still living in Venice for at least a year after really? I met you. Yeah, because I remember. So, guys, um, I live in Hollywood now. It's funny when we talk about L.A. Because you're yeah. like, before you moved away <laughs> from Venice, I moved 12 miles east. Yeah, which don't, don't forget, Venice is so small and so specific. People are like, I'm not even going to cross Lincoln. The fact that I'm three miles or 15 miles on the other side of Lincoln is weird. Yeah, people probably don't. So if you don't know L.A., it's interesting. Um, it takes forever to get anywhere in traffic, but it's not as bad as – I feel like it, people people are like, how can you stand L.A., that traffic? It's not that bad once you figure out, like, ways around it, times to drive. Yeah. Luckily, we're comics, so for the most part, I avoid rush hour. And you build it in, and it's also like you're not driving rush hour every day for five days both ways, where you're like, uh, yeah, that sucks. You're, you put yourself in traffic for four hours a day. That sucks. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I always meet people who will be like, I couldn't stand L.A. because the traffic, and I moved. And then I'll go, oh, well, where did you live? And they'll go, I lived in Orange County, but I worked in Hollywood. And I'm like, well, why did you put yourself in a position where you're – working 45 miles from where you live why didn't you just get a job in orange county or move to la and then like no one ever has a good answer i hate la i don't want to live there i love la i really do and i've lived in chicago and ohio but i've traveled a ton for work like i've been to 49 states isn't that nuts is alaska the only one you haven't done no, I've been to Alaska. Oh, actually, so you do gigs up there. dude, I've been to Alaska three times. Can you believe that? I want to go up there with you next time. I would love to bring you. Yeah, I'll bring you next time. Yeah. The first time I went was for fun when just I was married. Fun? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I went for two weeks. Did you do like the cruise? No. You know what? We went for two weeks. We flew into Anchorage. We rented a car and then we drove around and we just explored Alaska. We went to uh, Denali, which is like yeah amazing i saw bears we got so lucky because we went there um we went there like late summer so alaska has a very very brief fall i mean that part of alaska like two weeks long the leaves change and we just happened to be there then so it was stunning like all the colors on the trees i sound like such a nerd right now your, your life is blessed Think how hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. People don't know about me, how much I love the outdoors. Like, I spent an entire summer camping in national parks. Did you know that? No. 14 weeks I camped. Which parks? I went, I've been to like, God, I've probably been to like 20-something national parks. Did you really? Yeah. Did you have like the national park card? Like, there's a card that once you buy it, you can get it all of Of course. Them? I had it for years. <laughs> Dude, my ex and I, we, so. Do you want to go camping? 
I love camping. Do you know how much camping gear I have, for real? I hope you have some, because I got rid of all of mine. <laughs> I have a sleeping bag. That's all I have left. I have everything. I have a five-man tent. I have a two-man tent. I have uh, I have everything for, like, fancy camping, uh-huh. if you want to do that. Like, I have the air mattress and, like, uh, all the, like, nice, like, the little chairs you can set up and stuff. But I also have, like, legit backpacking gear. Will you bring, will you bring the baby pool? <laughs> 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 Will I bring the kiddie pool? Yeah, yeah. That would be so fun. I've never done a Hollywood pool party in like a <laughs> national park. In the mountains. I would totally do like, that. Where we have to lug in the water. Like the water's coming. We have to bring like 30 gallons of water just I even No, I even have the filter so you can drink water out of like a stream. Dude, I'm telling you, people yeah. don't know. I'm like, I have all the shit. See, look what I get out of her. You, you, <laughs> you people have been listening to her forever. You didn't know that you can now ask her to go camping and you might have a shot. I love and camping. You can murder her in the woods. Yeah, you can murder me out there. No one would know. Um, FYI, guys, you probably can't hear the music in the background. But, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully. So I had Bronston over. Um, he got here like two hours ago. I'm like, come over and we'll podcast. And then he showed up. And then we never started podcasting because I can't shut the fuck up. And I have ADD. I changed radio stations on him. Like I was like, let's find a good station to play in the background. And then it mm-hmm. took me an hour and nine stations later. And what did we decide to go with? Yeah, she chose a, a, a playlist on some form. Was this Apple TV or this something? This is Spotify. On Spotify. And the playlist is called Life Sucks. <laughs> and it has 1,053,822 followers I on Life Sucks. Life <laughs> I think Life Sucks is the most popular station on Spotify. I play this whenever I'm trying to get over someone, and I just cry until I can't cry anymore. You know, they say it's actually healthy, because listening to sad songs when you're sad helps, because you, you, you realize other people think the way you do, and you empathize with them, and you start feeling less alone. Really? Sure, yeah, and a really happy song makes you happier. You know, there are certain songs I listen to when I'm trying to get over a breakup, uh-huh. and... I use them on purpose because they'll make me cry and cry and cry. But then I know I'm over it when I can hear that song and not be sad. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but do you want to hear something really, really funny speaking of that? Something funny on a podcast? Yeah. Fuck no. Please so, don't. You know, the only, the only woman I ever use her real name when I'm talking about people is Kristen, who I was with 14 and a half years. But we did have a breakup like maybe two years in where she we were in Colorado and she moved to Telluride and I was still on the Denver side. So we'd see her a little bit, but we're, we were broken up, right? Yeah. And uh, her roommates finally told me at one point, I was like, oh, you know, when I get really sad, I love listening to um, Pearl Jam and the song like Better Man and the song Nowhere Man. Those two songs really like they, they make me feel better, even though I'm sad. And she goes, oh, yeah, you know how I know that? And I'm like, why? And she goes, oh, because my roommates would listen to your really sad messages on the voice machine. They'd be like, oh, it's nowhere. It's nowhere, man. Right. Or nothing, man. Right now. <laughs> And they're like, oh, no, this time this time it was better, man. Like, they were listening to the background music while I was leaving her these sad messages making fun of me. Oh, God, <laughs> how depressing. People probably do that when I call them. Great. How many times have I called you? Bronson and I will do this thing where we both get drunk, not what? together, Never. on separate sides of town. Yeah. You're in Venice. I'm over here, 13 miles away in Hollywood. And then uh, we'll call each other. Yeah. Drunk at like 4 a.m. And then we'll talk and we'll pretend like we're coherent. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day we'll talk and be like, what the fuck were we talking about? I have no idea. Like, I remember you said this one thing and this thing. Yeah, I don't remember. What did I say? I feel like we have come up with like 45 TV show ideas at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning that we're like, this is the one. This is brilliant. We're going to sell it. And then the next day I'll, I'll be talking to my manager 
and I'll start to try to explain it. And then halfway through, I'll be like, you know, I was drunk when I came up with this. It's probably terrible. I, I should probably think this through a little bit more before I pitch it during the daylight hours. Or <laughs> yeah. can you get me hammered right now? I might come right back. Yeah. Um, I have to pause because the batteries are going to die. Aww. I'm a bad podcast host. your vibrator? Why are they dead? My vibrator plugs in, as oh. you know. But I do have a new cordless one. You do? Yeah, it just came in the mail, actually. So Did you get it free from them? You should be sponsored by them. I do get free vibrators from... Um, actually, it's weird because it's not Hitachi anymore. Like, apparently, you know, I'm still going to do that bit, but apparently some <laughs> other vibrator company <laughs> bought out the... Hitachi was finally like, you know, this is weird that we're selling a vibrator along with our other products, uh, and they sold out. So Okay, I'm, I'm changing batteries. Hold up. I have to just say this. My friend Bronston... Um, is one of my longest friends in L.A. I always say oldest, but that's fucking rude. <laughs> I'm pretty old. Now, there, there are people in your life older than me, that's for sure. You're not old. You're just at the age that I love to date. I have distinguished gray hair now. You're in your 40s. Can I'm, we say your wait, age? Wait, can, can you guys... Will you guys tweet back at us if you know who Michael Landon is? I, I said I was going for the crazy, ridiculous Michael Landon gray hair feathered look from Highway to Heaven. And she's like... Who's Michael Landon? And I go, Little House on the Prairie. And she goes, no. <laughs> I've never seen Little House on the Prairie, but I've heard of it. I, I'm really bad at like anything having to do with pop culture, and you know that. It's also anything having to do with old people like me. He's of my era. You were too young for that. I just like that I called Little House on the Prairie pop culture just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, so here's what happened. So... First of all, not only is Bronson one of my oldest friends, I mean, you and Jackson McQueen probably know me better mm -hmm. than anyone else in L.A. Why do you think all my closest friends are guys? <laughs> because, because you're more of a dude than a chick. Thank you. You I, really are. I, I kind of am. You're, the, you do girly not. things, but you're not girly girly. But I'm, I'm not girly girly, but I'm like so sensitive like a girl. And then I get crazy like a girl. Yeah, and but I, you also, I, go, I know guys who get as crazy as you do. Well, I know guys you who do. obsess and they do stupid texts the way you do. Um, I obsess only when you push my buttons and lie to me. That's my trigger. My trigger is abandonment. Okay. Yeah. That's the secret. My trigger is abandonment. Like the minute you say you're done with me, I freak out. Even if you could be a serial killer, let's yeah. say you're a serial killer yeah. and I know it. You're Dexter. I know you murder people. Yeah, but he does it with the intent of good. He murders murderers. You're right. I take that back. You're a guy that does it for fun. <laughs> you're, you're one of every episode's guys who murders people, who, who's the actual murderer. I'm the John Lithgow. Okay, fine. You're the John Lithgow. Uh, you're the psycho killer. Uh -huh. And I know that about you. And I decide to end it because I find out that you're murdering people for fun. And yeah. then, you know, at first you're like... No, please don't leave me, Kate. I know I'm a murderer, but I love you. And I'm like, sorry, you're a murderer. And you're like, no, please don't do this. And I'm like, sorry, have to do it. Looking out for number one. And then you're like, fine, it's over. Have a nice life. And you walk away and you really mean it. You don't want yeah. me anymore, no matter what you did or who you are. I'm like, no, wait, don't go. Come back. You're like, you wrong. can kill me. You can kill me. Let me be a victim. Yeah, I'm like, my mistake. I was wrong. You know what? I get it. I know why you're killing people. I would kill those people, too. They're annoying. They, 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 their voice is weird. Whatever. What, I'm am I not crazy. pretty enough to kill? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's sad. That's my life. That's Are you cheating on life. me with all these people that you're murdering? Are you fucking them first? That would be my problem. <laughs>
If they're dead when you fuck them, that's fine. But if you're fucking them first, I really have a problem with this. We have to talk. Oh, God. Anyway, so yeah. So Bronston um, happened to be in the neighborhood today, and he hit me up. We used to be neighbors. I used to live in Venice for years and years. Yeah. Now you moved all the way the fuck out here. I know. I used way, or moved way to the other side of town. I'm a little buzzed. I'm drinking. Bronston's cold sober. Yeah. So sober. So cold sober. It's really bothering me. It's bothering me, too. But it's... (laughs) I'm just trying to get a couple days in before I go to New York. I'm just trying to keep calm. Wait, Bronson. But you know I'm going back to Venice tonight. I'm getting hammered. I, you, I'm going to do it. I hope you don't because then I'll be mad you didn't drink with me. Here's what happened, guys. Bronston and I used to hang out all the time when I lived in Venice, and then I moved to Hollywood. And now if I'm there or he's here, we kick it. But it, that 12 miles between us has really put a dent. <laughs> if you don't live in L.A., you have no concept that 12 miles is like 12 hours. It's so far. I mean, in traffic, it's terrible. And even when there's no traffic to get to Venice from where I live now, I mean, eh, on a motorcycle, it's a half hour. Yeah. But in a car, it's like 45 minutes. It is. It, it, I'm not even kidding. I don't want to date anybody who lives within a mile of the Venice Pier because that puts them in my, in my like, this is where I hang out radius. If you're ever looking for me, like if you're a stalker and you want to kill me, all you do got to do is hang out in Venice every single night for a week and just ask people, where's Braun? And they'll be like, oh, tonight he's here, tonight he's there, tonight he's there. Yeah, well, Venice is so, I mean, Venice is one of the only neighborhoods in L.A. That's actually what I really miss about it, where everyone really does know each other. It's like yeah. this little community where... No one really ever leaves Venice. It's almost, well, there's no quick way out of Venice because to get to like a major freeway, you have to go up to Santa Monica, which takes a little time. And no one wants to do yeah. that. So everybody just stays in Venice. When I lived in Venice, yeah. I remember one time I got sick and I posted something on Facebook about having a cold. I mean, I wasn't even trying to like, I made a joke about it or whatever. Like, 19 people from the neighborhood were like, do you need soup? I mean, yeah, but women. 15 of them were trying to fuck you. Even no. the women. <laughs> I was just going to say, they weren't trying to fuck me. They were just nice. I even had a guy come over and hang my TV on the wall when I lived in Venice. Oh, yeah. He definitely wasn't looking for action. He wasn't. He was just nice. I'm telling you. He had a girlfriend. Yeah, he still doesn't matter. Whatever. The point is, Venice yeah. is a great place. But so now, I live in Hollywood. So, Bronston hit me up today. He's like, I'm in the neighborhood. What are you doing? So I'm like, I'm at home. I'm cleaning my apartment. I got to watch her clean her filthy apartment. (laughs) (laughs) How great does my apartment look right now? Uh, Be honest. It does look, it looks better. It smells better than when I walked in. Bronston, it smelled fine when you walked in. I know, it totally did. My place is not that bad, except for I use the kitchen as a storage unit. So there's like a bicycle in there. If everybody's looking to buy a futon. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a futon in my my kitchen. (laughs) That's because I had a guy living in there. <laughs> I had a guy living in the kitchen for a yeah, while. You know, every, everybody, it's, it's, that's her maid's quarters. I mean, he wasn't a maid, he was just a guy living on the couch in the kitchen. But, you know, you guys understand what poverty's like. <laughs> I can't even talk. Uh, look, some, you know, rich people have guest houses. I have the fucking kitchen. What do you want from me? I didn't know what to do. It's really at Eden. It's like a dining room. It's not like he's living in the middle of the kitchen. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the east wing of your apartment. <laughs> Well, now that he's moved out, Mm -hmm. um, actually, he moved out a year ago. So if anybody's looking for a cheap place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to sell the futon. I already know what I'm going to do with my dining room because you guys know I don't cook really here much ever. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put a selfie booth in there. And I love that you call it a dining room. It is six feet by six feet. <laughs> it's actually eight by eight. I met okay. Okay. Uh, okay. It's eight by eight, which is a decent sized room. Um, but you guys don't know my apartment, but I can't really use it for like anything productive because one, I live on the ground floor and outside of that window, my building's not that bad. My building's okay. It's cute. They take good care of it, whatever. The building next to mine, I'm not exaggerating. There's definitely hardcore gang activity happening at all times. It is scary as fuck, the building next to mine. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, it's gotten to the point, because you know I don't have a car now. <laughs> so if anybody needs to donate a car... It's not the car, it's the insurance. I can't afford insurance right now because I'm such a bad driver that the rates are too high for me. But anyway, the point is, the building next door to mine, I won't, like, I'm afraid to walk out of my apartment now late at night because there's always, like, three or four gangbangers just hanging out in front of that building. <laughs> I should go over there and see if they sell any drugs or anything. I've never tried. Oh, I don't know what's there. Probably they, get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there a neighborhood rate? I mean, one time, who was it that dropped me off here or picked me up here? Some guy I was dating, and he said, like, oh, those dudes are really sizing me up when I brought you home the other night. And I was like, that's cool. They're like security, kind of, in a way. Like, maybe they're watching the, my back. The last, time, the last time I came over here, the same, I thought the same thing. I was just looking at, the, I was looking at four or five guys looking at me because they were probably like, what's this bearded bastard doing in the neighborhood? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Well. So they're looking out for you. So the point is that window in the kitchen it looks out at that building. So, like, I feel like I can't really hang out in there. Like, it used to be an office, but I have to keep the blinds closed. So then it's really dark. And if I crack the blinds, I just feel like there's always, like, thugs just kind of staring in. <laughs> Incidentally, the window in my bedroom faces the exact same place. Mm -hmm. So that's why I never, I've never opened the blinds. Like, it's always dark in my room. That's oh, why I thought I, that was because you were sad and depressed and like to lay in bed all uh, day and weep about things and listen to sad music. Uh, well, you know, I do that too. <laughs> I cry more in the shower, I'm being honest. But that's why I got the lava lamp. I cry more in the shower. Dude, let me tell you my level of poverty right okay. now. Okay? okay? This is real. So, like, a while back, my heater wouldn't shut off. <laughs> it wouldn't turn off? Wouldn't turn off. Most places in LA, you can't get them on. Well, what happened was we had a heat wave in the winter, and I thought winter was basically over. So I turned <laughs> off the heater, yeah. and when I tried to turn it off, it wouldn't stop heating. Like, it wouldn't turn off. What? And, yeah, it's weird. Like, I have apparently it's like central heat because there's a thermostat on the wall, but then there's also only one heater in the whole apartment. This is not central heat. That's a gas heater in the wall. If, <laughs> if anybody's ever been in LA in a 1970s apartment, imagine the, the, the natural gas heaters on the wall. I'm oh, looking at it right now. And you're like, Oh, it's central heating. I'm like, that's the furthest from central heating there is. Well then what is this thermostat a, on the other wall for? It's a thermostat. It's on the other wall to turn that off and on, but it's just so that it's not right next to the heater. So it doesn't go blasting hot. Well, how are they? I'm going to explain. I guess, I guess I'm now the, the master of air conditioning and <laughs> okay so guys i have a gas heater on one, <laughs> on one wall and then i have a thermostat on a different wall yeah but that turns that on and off how are they talking to each other how are they connected there's a wire that runs through the wall over there all right well the point is when i when i when i when i turn off the thermostat you are real blonde i, I, I never really checked but i guess you are 
I just don't know a lot about heat, which is ironic since my stepdad owns a heating and air conditioning <laughs> company that I worked at. But anyway. That you worked at? Yeah. You're like, I don't know. There's a magical box on this wall, and that thing turns off and on. That's what, dad, that's what stepdad does. He's a magician. Mostly when I worked there, I just stood around smoking cigarettes. I was a kid. <laughs> I was a kid. I was just a kid smoking six. I was. I was like 15. It was my first job, and I would just hide out in the warehouse and smoke cigarettes and do nothing. <laughs> this, this, my favorite thing is your, your regular listeners right now are going, is this a Day Fails episode? All they're doing is talking about central heating right now. <laughs> well, there's a point. We're going to get there. Uh, <laughs> your heater was stuck on. <laughs> the point is. You were talking about your poverty. I couldn't turn off the heat, right? <laughs> so I called my landlord. <laughs> And I said, like, hey, I can't turn the heater off. Ugh, I'm laughing so hard I'm crying. I said, I can't turn the heater off. It's hot as fuck in my apartment. It's like 80 degrees in my apartment, and it was hot outside. And he said, you have to call the gas company. <laughs> That's not our thing, right? So I called the gas company. The guy comes out. He's like, are you sure you want me to do this? Because once I turn it off, yeah, you have you to, have to relight it next yeah. summer or whatever. I'm like, dude, it's hot as fuck in here. I don't know what to do. And he's like, well, you got to call your landlord to fix the (laughs) (laughs) thermostat. Yeah. Then I called my landlord. He's like, no, that's a gas company. So no one will fix this shit, first Mm -hmm. of all. Okay. Secondly, I have them turn the heat off. And then guess what happens? It gets cold as shit. Yeah, it gets fucking cold. So now I have no heat in here. And then I call my (laughs) landlord. (laughs) My landlord's like, oh, you have to call the gas company to come turn Uh it back on. Then I call the gas company. They're like, oh, there's a month wait now. (laughs) <laughs> you know, now that's cold. Everybody needs a gas on. You should have left it on. You know, yeah. you can call me if you need your pilot light turned on. I know how to do it. <sighs> I've, I've had to do it in other shitty LA apartments. Last time I tried to do it, I lit my hair on fire. <laughs> I'm not kidding. By accident. So now what I've been doing is I my mom, for my birthday, sent me a lava lamp. And the lava lamp, it turns <clears throat> out, is hot as fuck. <laughs> You're telling me that you heat your apartment with a lava lamp? My bedroom. So like now. Do you think the lava is real lava? Do you think that there's a volcano under your lamp? No, but have you ever been near one? Go in the other room and fucking be, just stand near it. It puts out heat. <laughs> this is the hardest I've ever laughed on here. I Rem- apologize. Remember when you were telling me that there's a reason you need to collect all of your L.A. stories? This fucking heater Lava lamp scenario definitely goes. Well, for a while, I was using the oven. No joke. I was using the oven to heat the whole apartment. And then I realized, like, that's pretty dangerous, you know? Yeah, that's how a lot of families die yeah. every year in the U.S. So, is that true? Yeah, it's a very dangerous thing to do. What if there's a lot of kids, they'll go in there and they'll burn the shit out of themselves. Well, so. Nah. <laughs> so but it's, it's totally poor people, so you are you can't lie when you're saying you're impoverished. No, I really am. And then I, so then I, I started using, point is, I used a lava lamp. <laughs> The lava lamp as a heater, as a heater now. But then people message me all the time and they go, don't you ever sleep? Because I'm up all night fucking Instagramming every night. Yeah. And they're like, how much blow are you doing? And the truth is, it's not that. I do it a little <laughs> on occasion. But I've cut way back. The reason I'm awake mm-hmm. is that fucking lava light. lamp. It's, yeah. it's brightening it's your whole room. <laughs> It's like sirens going off all the time, just with the different color lights on the wall around exactly. it. Exactly. And then if I turn it off, it's too cold. So I'm gonna buy you a sweater. Uh I have eight blankets on the bed. So that's uh that's what's happening. That's my poverty story. But other than that, I'm pretty much okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love every time I come over here I do I definitely learn more and new and fascinating things about you. We have to talk about my camping trips because we're gonna oh. take a camping trip and then I wanna also 
answer DMs and talk about your love life. I have a question. If it gets cold while we're camping, do you have a way to turn on a lava lamp in the forest? How ironic is it, by the way, that I like went camping in Alaska. Yeah. I was telling you earlier that I took a trip to Alaska once, yeah. not for work, for fun, with my ex. And we ended up camping. <laughs> and this is crazy. I was married. I'd only been married for like a year or two. Yeah. So my ex and I had this thing when we were married where... This is this will explain why I'm divorced, by the way. Oh, this will this will do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one reason. So my ex and I, we we were super into travel, right? Mm-hmm. Who's not? So we had this thing where we were like, let's spend all our extra money on trips. So we would try to take like two to four trips a year. Like yeah. We would take tons of trips and we would take turns choosing. Yeah. It'd be his turn, then my turn. Uh-huh. That was it. So his turn would always be like Alaska. Yeah. And my turn would be like Tahiti. Like we couldn't have been more opposite. You've you been to Tahiti? Well, no, that was an example. <laughs> Those are example of things I would choose. But so I said Tahiti, we find ourselves in Yellowstone. <laughs> Actually, Tahiti was my 10 year anniversary plan. Mm-hmm. And then at. You didn't make it? <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the reasons for the split. We got to 10 years, and I was like, we never went to Tahiti. Why are we? Where are we? We're in fucking Idaho. <laughs> like, the point is, he chose Alaska, okay? Yeah. So, I love to camp. Mm-hmm. I love to hike. But I had never been on a real, like, backpacking trip. Yeah. No, right? that's, that's serious. That backcountry stuff is serious. Yeah, intense. it's so different. And I grew up <laughs> camping, and it's like one yeah. of my, it's still one of my favorite things to do. Like, you and I, like, we could go to Yellowstone, or yeah. Yosemite, I mean, and yeah. fucking camp a couple nights. Fun. But <laughs> Abe, oh, shit, I never say his name. Fuck, I'll bleep that out. Anyway, my ex, um, <laughs> he was a big backcountry guy. He did, like, the Appalachian Trail and all this oh, stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's, so he's a serious, serious hiker camper. Yeah, he's, okay. like, legit. That's real stuff. It. Yeah. So he was like, let's do some backcountry camping <laughs> in Alaska. It's supposed oh. to be warm when we're there. It's supposed to be, huh? Yeah. So... <laughs> To be fair to him, he took me to like, you know, REI and got, oh, we got all the gear, the, like the negative 10 degree sleeping bag and all this shit. Yeah. We fucking get there. I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm down for whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> the first night I was so fucking cold. It wasn't even that cold. I mean, at night there, it was like, I think it was like 45 Did at you night. have on a hat? You lose 70% of your heat through your head when you sleep at night. I learned, Bron- I was a Boy Scout. Bronstead. <laughs> I know that because I sleep with one on here. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking... I love that you have a lava lamp and a hat on. I really do. It's not a joke. It was like 45 degrees. So I had on like eight layers and the sleeping bag and like him on top of me and, you know... It's not even below zero. It's not even below freezing and you're freezing. 45 degrees. Do you know how cold 45 degrees is? Yeah, I've camped out, and I've camped out below freezing. Well, that's 32. It took me a while to get used to, but the first two nights I was not in a good mood. Let's just say. Okay. That. Okay. But, uh, I did it. Did you, so wait, did you, did you have to buy like bear spray, pepper spray and all that stuff? Well, we did take those things. I had never actually seen a bear before, so I was really terrified. Um, yeah, but then it actually, it ended up like, did I break it? What? 
Did you just bump that? Yeah. The volume just went way up. I was like, I just what went, just happened? Why I hit it back. Oh, it's fine. So anyway, the point is, um, the first two nights I was pretty miserable and stuff. I did not <laughs> like it. I was like, I hate Alaska. Yeah. I hate my husband. I hate my life. But then once I got used to it, it was fine. I was terrified of bears. Yeah. It was my first time being in the wilderness. Bears are scary. I mean, so scary. But then, you mm. know how I got over my fear of bears? <laughs> how? Tell me, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie Grizzly Man. Have you ever seen it? Wait, is, is Grizzly Man the one where, where he builds the suit? Or is Grizzly Man the one where the guy dies at the end because he's eaten by a bear? <laughs> he dies at the end because okay. he's eaten by a bear. Okay. That's... So most people are like, that should have made you more scared yeah, of bears. Yeah, he died at the end. Eaten by a bear. Okay, but if you watch the movie, what you will learn is before he got eaten <laughs> by bears. Oh, yeah, it's real friendly. Dude, he fucking... Do you know how much he antagonized bears for the whole <laughs> fucking movie before they finally ate him? I mean, yeah. it made me realize that bears will not eat you unless... Like, as a last resort, the bear will eat you. But this yeah. motherfucker... I mean, I shouldn't call him that. He's dead now. <laughs> but... This guy spent like this bear expert. <laughs> so this guy like basically was like, I love bears so much. I want to be one with the bears. And he would go out into the wilderness and just try to live with bears. Yeah. And these bears basically were like, cool, dude, live with us and invited him in until finally like he went too far and he died. But the point is, once I watched that movie, I was like, man, bears aren't going to eat me. Yeah. They, they put up with him for years. So now I'm not scared anymore. Well, the thing the thing is because I've seen I've seen other videos where people are because the bears in Alaska where the fishermen are and all this stuff is they see a lot of people, and they really, they only freak out like if you get between a mama and her cub, it'll just destroy it'll just murder you because you're 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 a threat to a cub, or if you if you walk around a corner and it happens to be there it it might come at you, um, but they don't generally eat people, so it's not like you come at and if you have food on you in your tent that's a stupid thing because it's just trying to get to your tent for sure and it'll just murder you in the process because they have their paws are like bigger than your my chest they're huge yeah i mean i wasn't actually not that i work out i should work out and then i have a bigger chest than a grizzly bear <laughs> you have a great chest Rod. i think you're hot you know. your chest is amazing well thank you i paid for it uh but yeah i mean i but i did camp a lot yeah. one summer i spent 14 <laughs> weeks in national parks which is rad i've been to all the parks pretty much i love how i don't understand how you spent 14 weeks in national parks which means you definitely know how to light a fire by now I know how to start a fire. You, I'm actually super outdoorsy. You can start a fire. You can set up a tent, and you can't figure out how to turn on a pilot light <laughs> on your fucking heater. <laughs> that's more of a technical problem. Uh, look, that's a city slicker problem. Listen, I'm gonna. I mean, we'll uh, we'll get to dating talk, but I will say my defense about the pilot light. That one time I, I used to, I learned how to light it last winter, uh-huh. so I could turn it on and off. And then what happened was. The thermostat stopped regulating it. At some oh. point, the thermostat stopped communicating with the heater. So I called the fucking landlord, and he sent, like, first the gas company came, then yeah. the landlord, whatever. <laughs> Eventually, someone came, and what they did is they put in a new pilot light, and this new system oh. is different. It's much harder to turn on and off. I think it's, like, supposedly safer. <laughs> But I, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like having a child lock on it, and I'm a child. Listen, it's amazing you haven't been murdered yet. Thank you. You're not the first to say that. The, re- the reason it's so safe here is because you live next to gangbangers, and they'll protect their area. And I live across the street from a school. So oh, yeah. That always helps make things can't safe. can't be a lot of sexual predators in the neighborhood, which is disappointing, but... The guns are going the other way. 
Uh, let's pause. I want to talk about Venice Underground, and then we'll get to some DMs. Hold up. Okay. All right, we're going to keep going. I don't know why I always announce pauses, by the way, because yeah. when they're listening, there is no pause. No, everybody can tell. I always go, okay, we're going to pause and do blank, blank, blank. And then when I later go back and play it to myself, I'm like, <laughs> there was no pause. <laughs> I just announced pauses for no one. Like, guys, I'm going to take a potty break. Be right back. Oh. The best part is it's not like you have commercials or like music in the interlude. We're like, oh, this is a nice pause break. <laughs> we can all take an intermission. I think I'm supposed to have a commercial this week now that you mentioned that, but I'm not sure. Let's like, advertise something special. Listen, if anyone wants to advertise on my podcast, I never mm-hmm. even say this. You can email Kate Q assistant. I have an assistant now. I know. I just got one. His so excited Jim. for you. Thank you. What's his name? Jim. Jim. Does he do your underwear? Uh, no. <laughs> what the fuck I was trying doing? to say laundry, but I just went straight to underwear. I like where your brain is at. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, email kateqassistant at gmail.com. If you ever want to advertise your company or yourself on the podcast. Uh, also, if you happen to subscribe to my Patreon, which I think many of you do, um, I give shout outs occasionally to the people at the $20 level of my Patreon. Can you believe there are people that pay $20 a month to support the podcast? 20 a month? 20 a month to support oh, I thought, the podcast. Oh, I thought Patreon was like one one. One time only? One time only. No, so my Patreon, what I started doing is, uh-huh. this is why I got an assistant, truly, because... I want to put more to count your money. No, please. Yeah. I can't even fucking afford a heater. (laughs) And I'm like, I have an assistant. And you're you're, you're selling a kitchen mattress. (laughs) I know it sounds so bougie to say I have an assistant, but this is the real truth that Mm -hmm. uh, I have the Patreon and I want to post on it more often, but I just get, you know, from doing comedy, it's Mm -hmm. such a grind. People don't realize like it's literally... Full time, you have to be like... The only fun part is on stage. Everything else is brutal. I mean, it's really... If you've ever started your own business, comedy is starting your own business, and it takes years before you make any money, and now I've learned that even if you have a lot of fans and people know you, you're still poor. Yeah. So I hired this guy. It's starting your own business, but restarting it every week, because basically you get a weekend worth of gigs, and then you have to get another weekend worth. It's like it's never it's never ending. Not trying to sell something. Who was I talking to about this? Um, Oh my god, his name is slipping my mind, which is so horrible. The guy that uh, hosted Wipeout and John Henson, John Henson, is that his name? Yeah, and he used to host Talk Soup, and I was just talking to him about it. The Comedy Store. We were doing a show together. And um, he was just basically saying how all his friends are like, dude, so you made it, you know? And he's like, even even after yeah. years of hosting television shows and then having a wipeout, he's like, then that ends and you're like, back to the drawing board. Like, now what? Like, he doesn't know what's next. And he's like, yep. now I have a family. And I mean, it's never ending until you're Dave Chappelle and you're like, yeah. I'm good for life. <laughs> or you're Dave Chappelle and you're like, ah, fuck this. I quit. I'm going to disappear <laughs> for a couple of years. I'll come back when I'm ready to come back. I know, no shit, right? So well, that's why I, the people I look up to the most as comics—they're the ones who end up doing theaters based on their comedy, not based on their celebrity. And somebody, you know, like like a Burr, where if that guy could get, no matter how famous he is, he can always do theaters because he he got on that stage because he's funny, not because he was in a bunch of movies and TV shows. He is amazing. I yeah. saw him at the comedy store the other night, and he was just like, you know running new jokes and it's just it's inspiring to watch a guy like him because i mean i'm not putting myself in a bill burr category by any means but i had a convo with bill one night backstage just because 
he is similar to me in the way that he writes. Like he yeah. writes on stage. Yeah, yeah. Like I can sit down and try to write material, but it's never that good. But when I'm just on stage riffing in the moment, then yeah. I find something. And then later I'll go back and add to it. And that's when I'll write. Like I might sit down and go, what are some funny tags for that joke? But he does exactly the same yeah. thing. So it's like really fun to watch him work. I, I watched him last, I think it was last Friday or Saturday. I was at the comedy store and uh, he was getting up. So I just walked in the room to watch. And he's, he's one of those people. It is inspiring too, because you also realize he doesn't back down. Because, you know, he's always pushing people's buttons with the material. And there was something he said about women. And women are like, nah, you're wrong. Like yelling at him. And he goes, oh, really? And you hear him that he has, you know, he has a million answers ready for them. But just the way he chose it and the way he didn't back down. And I go, I, every now and then I told you that story where I backed down on stage the other night. And I'm like, I should have pushed forward. And I watched that. And I went, yeah, that's what I should do. I mean, he's, he's just great in every level. Maybe I mean, cool also, suit. like, there's comics like Jim Jeffrey said to me one time, like, if I do a show and everybody there is happy, then I fail. Like, you yeah. got to have some controversy. You want some people to be like, fuck this guy. I didn't like what he said, or else you're not saying anything meaningful. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to. If the whole room likes you, gross. If they all agree with you, you're playing to your audience or. Placating. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So anyway. So anyway, I, let's get back to the DMs. I got on Patreon just now to try to thank some of the people who support me. I'm just going to give some shout outs. I got Chris Thompson, Mike Corwin, Michael Beckwith, Harold Crown, Mark McMahon, Todd Brew or Bro. I think it's Todd Bro. I wish my name was Bro. Yeah, bro. I just love when people call me Bro. I actually uh, like the first name Todd. I do too. Good name, Todd, bro. Yeah, Todd, Way bro. to go. Andre Jenkins, Jeff Dumas, Hank Harley, Shane Smith, Justin Carey, Tyler Moncrief, uh, Manuel Rivera, Paul Knight, Clark LaBarge, Paul Patillo, John Nopic, Mark McMahon. I think I said him. That's that's it for today. Those are my Patreon shout-outs for today. There will be more. Wait, I want you to look up the Shane Smith. Is, is Was it a lot of money? Because there's a very, very... A famous producer named Shane Smith in uh, the television world. I have no idea. And film world, yeah. I don't know. That would be like if it was like a grand. I'd be like, oh my god, seriously, you got to hit him up, get on one of his shows. No, that's not even how it works. It's a so different guy. The, the way <laughs> I wish the way it works is they can either subscribe for like five dollars. I'm about to add a ten dollar level. That's not there yet, mm. or twenty. And then what they get is like. So that's what I was going to say. I hired this guy to help me with Patreon to just post more. Yeah. So for like five, they'll get like maybe, you know, a couple of behind the scenes photos for 10. They'll get stand up comedy for 20. They'll get something else. So they get different things. What, now, what, what level what level of subscribership are people going to have to do to go on a camping trip with you for two days? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's crazy is like some company hit me up today and they're like, hey, Kate, we have this app where you can charge your fans for your time. So, like, they would take you out and they would pay you for your time. I'm like, that's, isn't that called escorting? I think, I don't think I need an app for that. I'm pretty sure. Is that called HeidiFlice.com? <laughs> I know. So, anyway, thank you guys uh, for subscribing. Stop coughing in the mic. If you want to take her out on a date, just send me a DM. I'll hook it all up. I'll make it seem like you were just a buddy in mine. We happened to meet her at the bar. <laughs> That is not going to happen. That would be me totally pimping you out. People are really going to do that. All right, let's get to these DMs. Let's get to these DMs. All right, this first one is actually from the email. I posted, uh, and so you guys know, I started a podcast email, datefailspod at gmail.com. So if you ever have a question you want me to answer, you can send it there. This is from there. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but this guy wrote, 
Are you on any dating apps? If so, what are the best opening lines that tend to grab your attention? That's a good question. That's a good question. Are you on dating apps, Bron? I am on dating apps. Which ones are you on? Well, see, the thing is, I actually like Bumble the best because I don't have to. I don't have to do an opening line. But I will tell you that women can pretty much get away with "Hey," I and do. that's enough for me to be like, "Okay, now <laughs> I got to look through your your profile and find something clever to say." It is funny because for as a girl, it's all about the photo. It doesn't matter. You could just write hi, and yeah. they always reply. But I will say, even with Bumble, because I was on Bumble. Yeah. I don't really use it much anymore, to be honest. But I was on Bumble, and I was using it for a while. And I was, I would always write the same opener, which was <laughs> just hi with like four eyes and a wink. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Because men are so simple. We're just like, I, I like the picture. I'll, I'll start this conversation. Whereas men, if, if I see a picture and we happen to match and I got to start the conversation and then I got to look at all our photos and be like, oh, this one has a, a, a teddy bear in it. That's a cute teddy bear or something stupid about something personal. Well, that's the thing. That's why I always write hi because something I learned <laughs> from these dating apps is like 90% of people, including myself, yeah. I feel – just go on them when they're bored or buzzed, or like buzzed late at night. Just with, to look at pictures? Yeah, with no real intention of dating the person, mm -hmm. but they're like maybe a little horny or buzzed <laughs> or lonely in the moment. Yeah. And then they match with some people, start a convo, and then never meet them. So yeah. then I'm like, why waste my time thinking of like some strong opener if I'm probably never going to talk to this guy? So I just go with hi with a wink. Well, can I tell you what's worse is all the Bumble and Tinder dates I've ever been on, which, which actually isn't a lot, is... Um, <laughs> I would say that I would rather waste my time texting and going back and forth via that than three out of the four girls that I've met. Like, or every now and then I'm just meeting somebody and I'm just like sitting there going, oh God, and this is going to cost me 50 bucks on top of this horrible conversation with somebody who doesn't look like your pictures. Like, I would rather have just wasted my time texting. Oh, then actually meet them and waste your money? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. My money, my night, my time, my I eyes. Don't, I don't want to do either. <laughs> I don't even want to meet anybody off dating apps anymore. So here's my real advice. Like go out into the world and meet human beings in a public setting. Yeah. Like, cause when I match with people on dating apps, I don't know. It takes a lot of time. And then I don't like a lot of small talk. If I go back and forth with you three, four times and then you don't ask me out, I yeah. just give up right okay. away. But <laughs> that could be part of my problem too. Yeah, it's too much, dude. And by the way, once they say, like, yeah, let's meet Friday, don't keep mm. messaging me every day until Friday. I don't need that shit. Like, yeah. one, like before a first date, mm. I mean. But anyway, if you're going to go on a dating app, opening yeah. lines that work. I mean, fuck. All right, I so now what, what, is, what has actually made you interested that you weren't just like, oh, let me just fuck around? Because Maybe you do have, what's that other thing? Don't send this? Oh, don't send that shit is totally different. I have a don't send that shit is my DM account for like creepers that send me gross DMs where I answer them. Oh, but so that's not like Tinder stuff. That's just totally different. No, that's just random DMs on Instagram. Oh, okay. that are, oh Christ. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go on to a dating app right now and see what people have written me that I've uh -huh. actually answered to. What's up? This is Raya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm on, which, which I do use. wouldn't accept me. It wouldn't accept you. Well, here's the I thing. went in with your recommendation. They're like, nah, Kate's not big enough, and you definitely aren't big enough. You're fucked, big guy. I don't know how Raya works, but here's what I do know. <laughs> Opening lines that have worked for me are... <laughs> why are you just, laughing? Because you're just like, I'm not talking about this anymore. Like, what? Like, talking about what? The fact that your your website that you were like, oh, you got to get on this one. You got to get on Raya. And I'm like, okay. and then you But you have to have referrals. And then they rejected me, and I was like... 
Thanks. It's not just referrals. You have to be like, you have to, <laughs> I don't know, if you're a guy, it seems to me, here's what I've learned from Raya. If you're mm. a guy to get on it, actually, I shouldn't talk about Raya anymore. I'm going to cut yeah. this out. Yeah, don't, sell, don't sell that. All right, because here's the thing. I don't know the answer because, I mean, usually when I actually answer someone on a dating app, it's yeah. like, it's because in my bio on the dating apps, I keep my bio really short. It yeah. says something like silly. It says something like professional goofball, lover of Target, mother of zero or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right? Sometimes, like, what's worked for me is I had a guy write me and say, I love Target. <laughs> like he's trying to bond with you over a joke. That's not the joke. I really love Target. <laughs> he was like, I love Target. Why don't we have our first date there? I'll meet you and we can wander. That's actually a good first date. I thought so, too. Did you meet him? No. You know why? Because he was creepy as fuck. No, because I have a rule. And granted, L.A. is a big place. Yeah. But if a guy won't drive across town for the first date, yeah, I know he's not going to be worth my time. Like, if he will drive or he won't drive? He won't. So this guy was like, let's meet at Target for our first date. And I was like, I love that idea. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. I'm near the Target in West Hollywood. That's yeah. the closest Target to me. And he said, I'm near the one in Culver City. Maybe we can meet in the middle or something. Well, there is-, there is one right in the middle. There's one on La Cienega way down there, too. First of all, Culver City to West Hollywood is in traffic yeah. only 15 minutes. This fucker is lazy. Secondly, I'm like, it's a first date. Whatever happened to chivalry? I'm not coming. I'm not coming halfway. Does, does he have to buy all your shit, too, if it's a first date? No. <laughs> like, you're in there like, oh, I want this potholder, and I need this CD. Oh, look at this feather pillow. Yeah, I'm going to get all this. <laughs> That would actually be genius if I planned all my first dates at Target. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Since we're here, I actually needed a grocery shop. And then when we get to the register, the guy would automatically feel pressured to pay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I should start doing that. I should be like, let's meet at Ralph's. That's my favorite hangout. And then have, let's meet at the liquor store. Let's meet at... Hey, I really, hey, can you meet me at CVS? I really love this place. <laughs> Ikea. I love Ikea. And like you actually use CVS for your prescriptions. Like, I'm just going to go pick up my prescriptions real quick. Hey, you, what, you're not going to pay? You piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me ask you. Wait. If you met... <laughs> this is so smart. I really love Jiffy Lube. <laughs> I meet him at the bicycle shop. My bike needs tuned up. I don't have a car right now. You know what? Why don't we have a date near the bike shop? I'll drop my bike for a tune-up. Oh, my God. This is brilliant. Um, so I hope we answered your question, listener. Uh, no, but I'll tell you what doesn't work. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah. This just happened to me the mm-hmm. other day, and I wanted to post it so bad, but it happened to me on Raya, which is like that celebrity dating app thing oh, I talk about. Yeah, yeah. And you're not allowed. You're not allowed to screen grab anything or whatever. No. So I can't, <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> This motherfucker wrote to me, okay, I matched with him, and this is his opener. Tell me this isn't the douchiest fucking L.A. bullshit you've ever heard. <laughs> hey, let me know if you vibe with this track, and then it's a link to a music video on YouTube. <laughs> like, and is it him in the video? I didn't even open it. You know what I wrote back? Mm-hmm. You've got to be kidding with the emoji with, like, the hand on the face. Did you really? Yeah, of course. What a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, but if, dude, the best part is if this is the way he, he like promotes his shit. That's what I assumed. I didn't even open it. Well, 
I'll tell you what's funny is actually um at one point and I'll even say the name because um she, it was this public It is him by the way. Sorry to interrupt, but it is his music video, okay? So if it had been a link to like tell me if you vibe with this track and then I I was like why? And he's like, "Well, it's a song I was listening to when my mom died and it really <laughs> means a lot to me and it's just if you That's always a good thing for your opening line. Oh, listen listen to this track that my mom was listening to when she crashed the car and mur- like the tape was stuck on that when I found okay. her. Maybe that was a bad example. Maybe I should have said it was the song that was playing when I decided I wanted to be a professional surfer. Yeah. It really inspired. Whatever. That's a dumb example. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is. My dad was, died to this song. I don't like it so much. Listen, the point is that would be like me sending you my fucking acting reel as my opening. Like, hey, let me know what you think of the scenes on this video. And then you click it and it's a link to my acting reel. He's just yeah. self-promoting. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. And I'll even use the name because it was, it was definitely a public, I don't know if it was publicity stunt, but it was so many people hit it is I was on Tinder in the very beginning when it was, you know, maybe a year or two into it and Mindy Cowling showed up. Right. And I was just like, and the thing is you see other comedians and stuff. And I was just like, ah, I'll just hit on it, and instantly you get a message that was like, "Hey, check out my new show on NBC or whatever, whatever show she's selling." And I just go, "Whoever is marketing her stuff right now has really made a lot of people angry because now I blame her personally for something that some publicity person, marketing person, did." How long ago was that? This was uh, whatever that. What was it, the Mindy Project or whatever she had years ago? Oh, because like I was going to say. Four years ago, five years ago. Now Tinder has an option. I mean, Tinder has become almost like Instagram, where you can yeah. pay to like. You can basically advertise on Tinder, and that's a way to do it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. But but there was there are ads on there where when when you're swiping left, all of a sudden you'll see like a picture of a lake, and it's like some some thing that they're selling, and you can click right, and it'll take you to the website. But I'm always like, oh, fuck you, in sales. But you didn't actually match with another person. You're like, oh my god, I matched with somebody. My heart feels so good. Somebody likes me, and they're they're just trying to sell you their shit like this guy's video. <laughs> See, now I feel a little guilty that you said that because I actually do sometimes. I haven't done it as much lately, but there was a time when I would go on the road and I would like I'd make my first Tinder photo like a really hot, like obnoxiously hot photo. (laughs) And then the second photo would be a flyer for whatever city I was in doing a show at. So like the second photo would be like, I'm at the Reno laugh factory or whatever. Yeah. So if they match with me, you know, they look through my photos. They knew how to stalk you real quick. Yeah. But then I actually stopped. (laughs) I think I stopped because I had to, because you can report that. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. people were reporting it. So then well, I, I, I report. I reported her because I realized she's not really on the app, and that it's just some marketing thing. And I reported it just to be like, "This is spam. Don't put this on this app." And you, because I'm like, Tinder needed to learn to change their system to do it the way they do it now. I get it. I got to look at an ad every now and then. I get it. Yeah, I did stop doing that. Now I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. I do have all my dating profiles linked to my Instagram. And the reason is not necessarily to pick up followers, although that is a nice side effect that happens sometimes. Like someone will find me, but that's not, people will go, are you just on here to pick up followers or are you on here to meet people? I'm on there for both. Like I have met people, but I've also picked up followers. But I will (laughs) say this, sometimes someone will match with me on Bumble or see me on Bumble and then they'll go to Instagram and go like, Hey, I matched with you on Bumble, but you didn't write me back, so I thought that I would try hitting you up here. Yeah. 
And I used to talk down about that yeah. and go like, oh, that's so creepy. Because if I didn't choose you on Bumble, why would I want to hear from you on Instagram? Yeah. I've changed my tune about okay. that. So now I actually think it's smart to do that because, number <laughs> one, sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I'll go on one of those dating apps and I'll match with some guys. And then it has a thing where if you don't message oh, them within 24, 24 hours, hours yeah. they disappear. Sometimes I go on there, then I get busy and I just forget the next day, you know, because yeah. I'm not like, I'm at a point right now where I want to meet someone, but I'm not like, I need a boyfriend right now. So it's not my top priority. Yeah. So I'll forget, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's happened a couple of times that I've matched with someone, then been bummed. I forgot to message them mm -hmm. and then they have actually DM me yeah. and it, and we end up talking. So maybe there's something there. You know what I like to do is, is um. Actually, I deleted Bumble for a while just because I was like, ah, it's just it's just one more it's one more distraction in my life, and I'm like, I'm not getting anything out of this. And then I finally put it back on, but I put it on on, on February 10th, right, a couple days before Valentine's Day. Oh my God, and what then, was that like? Did you just get like a billion well, well, women? I was I was off it for a while, which means all of a sudden there were all these girls who had matched me that I hadn't matched them back yet. So I, I I had I had this big adrenaline rush of everybody must love me because look how many matches I got and I never get this percentage. I mean, you're a beautiful woman. You probably anybody you picks probably ninety five percent likely you match them unless they haven't seen you yet. But for guys, it's a little different. So anyway, I'm hitting all these these matches, and then uh, I go, oh, you know, it'd be funnier is I should wait until February thirteenth at about eleven fifty at night or eleven thirty at night. And what I did is I went through and I. I fired up and I got all these matches and I go what I've just done is I've just matched with somebody who's now getting a message right before Valentine's Day and they only have 24 hours to get back to me and if they get back to me on Valentine's Day they look so desperate <laughs> so I was ah, like you're I go, a dick. I was just being an asshole to about 10 women on, on one day that's actually <laughs> kind of hilarious but <laughs> it's interesting Valentine's Day is weird because it's one of those days where like for one thing you get messages from guys on Valentine's Day that you have no idea you were on their radar. Yeah. And then you go, oh, wow, this guy sent me. <laughs> the weird thing, too, about Valentine's Day is typically the guys I'm actually fucking don't acknowledge it. But guys yeah. I've never fucked send me really sweet messages. Yeah, they're, they're trying to fuck. The other guys are like, ah, I already get it. I don't need to do this. I'm going to do this with the girls I'm trying to fuck. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess that's a that's a good point. But then also there was a guy that I was like flirting with around valentine's day yeah. that i hadn't been out with yet and he messaged me like um the day before and was like i'm off tomorrow and thursday if you want to do something yeah. and i thought to myself does he realize tomorrow's valentine's day that's a weird night for a first date with someone i think it's a it's a it's a lot of pressure for a first date yeah right even though i don't give a fuck about valentine's day but i mean still i you're not getting laid on a valentine's day first date even if you're normally somebody who gets laid on a first date because you're just like you're like I can't, and not tonight if i do it tonight she's gonna think this if she does it tonight not this you know what i mean like it's, it's i don't know i think the opposite i would think that if you are looking to get laid go to a bar on valentine's yeah. day and every girl will be like getting wasted because they're depressed and you can fuck no, them that's what i'm saying it's a good night to pick up it's a bad night to have your first oh, date on oh you're right if you plan it you're fucked if you if you find them that night they're all sad it's beautiful <laughs> unless the girl's going out because she's like 
I am going to just go out on a date tonight with some hot guy and just get yeah. wasted and fuck him and just what? A- Can I tell you my growth moment, by the way? Oh, please. I had a growth <laughs> moment. This just reminded me. Getting I, Talking about getting wasted and fucking. I wish the people at home could have seen you because you, you totally went, Can I? And you, her body posture straightened up and she was totally like asking, like, like Teacher, teacher, I have a question. I Can did. I ask you a question? I sat up very straight and put both hands on the microphone like I'm very innocent. Oh. Okay, so... I, I don't talk about my dating life on here much lately because I've been, and Bronston knows this, like kind of trying to get over someone that I keep kind of talking to. <laughs> but to why. be fair, we don't fuck anymore and we haven't in a long time. Then why are you talking? Because for one, we work together regularly. And yeah. two, I don't know. It's just hard when, this is the whole problem with breakups is that it's like that person, if you really liked them, becomes the person that like when you have a shit day, you yeah. talk to them. So then when they're breaking up with you, you're having a shit day. And then you're like, I want to talk to someone about this breakup. I think yeah. I'll talk to him. But then he's the one doing it. It's not yeah. really a breakup either. That's why <laughs> I know people who've broken up with their, they were literally their best friends and then they start dating. And then when they break up, they have a problem because that's their best friend. But the worst ones I've ever heard is like some guy is best friends with another guy. <laughs> And the girl goes from one to the other because not only did he lose his girlfriend, he lost his best friend at the same time and he can't talk to either of them about what the fuck just happened to him. Who does that? That's such a horrible thing to do. <laughs> Who so, would do that? It's, I've, I have several. And I've, I have it where it was two girls with one guy in the middle who went from one best friend to the other and I've had it with the guys where the same thing happens. And it is, it's so like, you just think like the person in the middle, the, the one who's in relationship with the both people, that's the horrible one the woman you mean like if, that's if, dating both if it's two men with one woman in the middle it's it's like that person's awful because they're like going from one best friend to another and knowing full well how much damage they're really doing to the other person but i guess it's also the best friend's fault for like why would i take a girl but i, I would know. think that if you go from a guy to his best friend yeah i would think you're doing that as a fuck you to guy number one not because you have real feelings for the best friend unless yeah I'm, but then that's a fuck you to the best friend too because now he's gonna lose his best friend yeah, but the, that best friend is a piece of shit anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so fuck him. Who yeah, but he's cares? also a guy. We, we, we don't really have a whole lot of... Well, standards. are you saying that the girl was just fucking guy number one or, like, dating... Like, Wait, you've told me this before. You have the rule if a friend of yours has already been with somebody that you'll never be with that person. Yeah. And I would have the rule if a friend of mine dated somebody seriously, I would never be with them again. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying I would never have sex with someone one of my friends has had sex with. Like, oh, okay. I've had guy. I used to be that way when I was younger and more kind of immature and not as experienced as I am now with my 20-something suitors that I fucked. Yeah. I think I'm up to like 21 now, so I've really grown. Oh. Yeah. But uh, you're at 21 total. I, I something around 20, 21. You, don't, you shouldn't even have a show about dating. My number is so low. <laughs> But I go on a lot of dates, but I don't have a lot of sex. That's my whole thing. You think it's your personality? Why? Why aren't they fucking you? <laughs> I love that he put it on them and not on you, making being selective. Yeah, you made me. You made it that I can't get fucked. Thank you for that. No, I mean, I just you know me. It takes me a while to feel comfortable. Like, how long were you and I friends before I like cuddled up to you? Now I can cuddle you. But the takes- first, the very first night we ever talked, when we really talked outside of Venice in the world of comedy, and we were we were hanging out in the dark room, and next thing you know. I said something like, oh, I really, I, what? Am talking I not allowed to, to say this? No, oh, I, th- I thought you were telling me to shut the fuck up. No. It was the first night we were, we went to the parlor, we, and that's where we really started talking, and then we went over to the dark room, and we're hanging out, 
And I said something about choke fucking, and you're like, I like choke fucking. And I immediately just grabbed you by the neck, and I'm like, I would throw you across the goddamn room into the bed. And you went, that sounds so pleasant. I was like, oh, I love this person. Yeah, you know what's weird? You and I, though, were one of those things where there was like an instant instant chemistry. But, I mean, everybody has that in their life where you meet someone you're just instantly, like, instantly drawn to. Yeah. But what's weird about us is... We said we never did it. Yeah. Like problem. No, you're one of the only I really mean this. You're one of the only guy friends I have that I am sexually attracted to that I've never fucked. Hey, we gotta put this podcast on pause and change the end of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? It's weird because like mm-hmm. Jackson, for instance, is different. Yeah. And I almost I gotta be careful how I say this. Cause <laughs> Oh please. No, I'm serious because I mean Jackson is so hot. I mean, yeah. I look at Jackson he's very pretty. and I go like, God, he's so fucking hot. All my girlfriends are like, why have you and Jackson not just gotten married? Like, he's so hot. You yeah. guys are in love. Blah, blah, blah. You're best friends. And I go, I don't know. Because when I first met Jackson, we went out on a few, I guess you call them dates, you know, and we kissed a couple times. Yeah. And I just didn't feel that like spark with him, that like sexual, like, I want to rip your clothes off. Did he not grab you by the neck? I think that's where I I succeeded in the very beginning. (laughs) I mean, you know what I actually think it was, truthfully? Yeah. I think it was, I was still getting over my Mm ex-boyfriend because I met Jackson when I was still married. And then right out of my marriage, I started dating this guy and we dated for a year and it was super toxic, but... I was in love with him, but I hated him, like all my relationships. But uh, yeah. But then when... You've had one healthy one in your life, and you destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks, Mom. Can, you, can I stab you? Because I want to. The point is... Come here, Chuck. Wait. The point is, I, uh, I think with Jackson, that was what it was, was just like, I met him at the wrong time. I wasn't open to it, so it wouldn't have mattered who he was or how attracted to him I was. Yeah. I would have, when I kissed him, I would have not felt it because I was mm. just still a fucking mess from my marriage and the next guy. But with you, when I met you, yeah. I was in a more like available place. You were probably drunker when you met me. <laughs> Definitely drunker. We were drunk. But when I made out with Jax, I mean, I didn't feel it then, but sometimes then we became such good friends and i'll mm-hmm. say i got to give props to jackson and you because jackson told me later he goes i was so into you yeah and i was so bummed that you weren't feeling it but he goes but i liked you so much as a person that i was like this one's too cool to just be like fuck you we're not going to be friends no you're, you're fun up. to hang out with well thanks but i'm not attracted to you at all anymore Whatever. i was and then then i was all of a sudden i was like Ugh. and then after that one make out <laughs> Yo, we made out. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wait, I'll cut this part out. But when you laugh, (laughs) try to move the mic away from your mouth because you're laughing right into the mic. The people at home are gonna are gonna. People at home are like, stop laughing. No, talk into the mic and then and then. Okay, okay, okay. I have to teach podcasting 101 at my apartment sometimes. Yeah, she has a very different setup. Anyway, the point is, when you and I made out. Yeah. It was really hot. I still remember yeah. it. It only was one time. And I don't really remember because I, I was on edibles at the time. I know. We talked about this last time you were on the podcast, I think. I was. I, <laughs> I don't was, think we did, actually. I think I avoided it. I didn't no, we it. talked about it. Did we? Yeah, we okay. totally did. I was buzzed. I mm. was in Venice. We went yeah. to a bar. Yeah. I was. The, Cabo, the, the very high-end Cabo Cantina. <laughs> no, it was the Whaler. Maybe we went, we went to, to the Whaler, but then we ended up. Cabo Cantina is where we actually did it, and I was. <laughs> I was on edibles, and so everything was, like, kind of moving around. We didn't make out at Cabo Cantina. You don't even remember what happened. That's so funny. 
We made out in the car. Yeah, we kissed each other once in Kawakin. No, we didn't. Yeah, in public. Sorry. No, we didn't. Sorry, it happened. No, we didn't. I swear to you, it's on I would remember. Oh, really? You know, we made That's out. That's where I was too close to you, and I go, I think this is a, I think I'm kissing a boy. <laughs> yeah, all I remember about the encounter, which by the way, maybe I was more drunk than I thought. All I remember about the encounter was <clears throat> we went out. I was sad about a guy. You were sad about a girl, which is really all we do together. And then. <laughs> Just weep. Yeah, and then we got into an Uber, mm-hmm. and when the Uber driver got to your house, we were like, just hang out for a second, <laughs> keep the meter running, hang out. and then we started making out in the back of the Uber, and then Bronson was like, come inside and just cuddle, and I was like, I think if I come inside, it'll be bad, I think we'll end up, something will happen, and we'll regret it, and you were like, just come in and cuddle, and I was like, no, and then we made this fucking poor Uber driver sit forever. <laughs> And made out and then debated cuddling and then made out and then debated cuddling until finally the Uber driver was like, can you either go inside or fucking why don't you get the fuck out of my car so I can keep working? And then you went home and I Ubered back home and it was the most awkward Uber home of my life. That would be a date fail. That, I, that failed. It could have gone somewhere. Do you know how many dates? We'd be fails? married by now. We'd, oh have, we'd have uh We'd be a dogs. train wreck. Can I just tell you how many date fails I've had in the backseat of Ubers, by the way? How I just many? thought of another one. Get this one. This one is. Okay. God, I wish I could tell this guy's name. For the person who just DM'd me, someone just DM'd me and said, are you ever going to drop the celebrity names of guys you hook up with? Never. No. Never. And the reason is because this town is too small, and I might. you never know who you're going to work with in any capacity. You have, to, I, you have to listen to the podcast she's not in control of because then it might happen. Not in control of. What do you mean? Like when you're on someone else's podcast Joey and you can't Diaz? edit. Yeah. Because that's happened there, hasn't it? Well, I did tell the story on Joey Diaz of the guy who I puked all over his hotel room, which you can pretty much figure yeah. out who it is. But he's the only one ever. And who really cares? I've heard he's fucked everyone. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And all I said was I threw up on his place, which <laughs> is my fault. So he doesn't sound that bad. But I went out with this guy. He's a football player. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. The most beautiful man. Like, I DM'd him, which I never Is that the did. guy you play tennis with? I don't know who that is. No, no, that's Terrell Owens. I can say his name because we've never fucked. Okay. But T.O. and I are just homies, whatever. But this guy, <laughs> I actually slid in this guy's DMs, which I've only done with maybe three or four yeah. guys, right? So I slid in his DMs, and this is what I wrote. Um you are beautiful. Why are we not dating? That was my opener. That's how you open. Oh my god. Yeah, and then did he hit you up? I'm sure he hit you up. Yeah, he because yeah, he's a guy. He's like, ah, oh, I can definitely fuck this one. Well, he he knew who I was. Okay. And he wrote back, "Oh hey, what's up? You're so funny, big fan, or something like that." <laughs> and then here's the thing, and I always wondered this. I'm gonna ask you as a guy. Yeah. Okay. Be real. Uh huh. If a girl slides in your DM first and says you're hot, I have really always wondered this. Do you assume she's going to be an easy fuck or she only wants to fuck you? Like, if then she goes out with you and she's actually trying to date you, what what do you think? Well, I, th- I think any any woman who's coming in that way, it's just weird behavior. And normally, it's it's just because it's, it's, it's a very masculine thing to do. And, I, and I'm not being sexist. I'm talking testosterone. It's like a testosterone thing for, like, leap. And um, But I will tell you, I've gotten some – I've gotten I – I, I wish I could find it on my phone. It would take me forever. But I've gotten some really, really long love letters from people that are, like, really – like. And, and you go to their account and you realize it's kind of a fake account. Like, they set it up in order to contact me. 
and it's not like a catfishing thing because it's not like they're not trying to turn me on. They're really going on this whole long thing about my life would be better if you were in it every day what? when I think about you. The fuck? That's creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. No, it was totally creepy. That's like the the if girl we, version of a dick pic, sending a guy a really uh, long love letter. It's a long love letter. And it's so long that um, I, I've tried to read it on, on air before, and I can't. Uh, if we pause, it'll take me forever to find it. But no, it's I, not. I, I mean. It's, cre- it's creepy as fuck. A stranger wrote you a love letter. That's got to be rare, though. Well, what, what pro- it's probably somebody who I know who created a fake account to tell me how they really feel about me, but I didn't realize, you know, like I don't. I don't know who it is because it's all fake Bron, pictures. Bron, talk in the mic. It's all fake pictures. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through my phone and I'm trying not to stop while I'm doing it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. So, but wait, but that doesn't answer my question about if a girl, if you're a celebrity guy, let's say you're not a celebrity, yeah. whatever, a football player, anybody, anybody, you don't even have, not famous, just a regular guy. Let's yeah. say you're a regular guy. Okay. And I see your I Instagram. It. Actually did this to a regular guy not too long ago. Uh-huh. I hate to say regular. That's not what I mean. I just mean a guy not in entertainment. A civilian, so to speak. Yeah. I actually did this a, to... A human being with emotions and actually a life that isn't revolving around other people giving them accolades and making them feel better about their empty souls. Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so with a guy like that who only has... Let's say this guy is a chef. He works at a restaurant. Yeah. Um, he only has a thousand Instagram followers. He's going to notice a DM from any girl. So yeah. all I have to do is like... Or comment even. If I comment on a guy like that, if I comment on one of his photos, yeah. anything like, um, ha ha, funny, like a meme, like, ha ha, that's hilarious, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Chances are he's going to notice my comment, comment back, and it's going to start some kind of flirtation, which I think is a great way okay. to meet a guy. If you're someone that doesn't have a ton of Instagram followers and vice versa, you'll notice each other's little so, so banter. What, so what you're saying is, is for all of your followers is they need to start a banter with you and that could turn into a lifelong relationship and love affair with Kate Quigley. I mean, you just don't know. <laughs> I'll give you a for instance. The other day, a guy followed me and I noticed he was cute and yeah. I went to his page and I started looking through it and I was like, he's he's kind of hot. This could be interesting. So I DM'd him mm-hmm. and I just said, like, I love your page. Um, really cool stuff. Thanks for the follow, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we started DMing. Now, quickly, I realized it wasn't going to work out because yeah. he was too into me. Like, he was too much of a fan to for me. I can't date someone who's, like, such a hyper fan. They're, like, freaking yeah. out about yeah. just talking. But if he had been just like, oh, thanks, cool about it then maybe I would have gone out with him. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I should give that note because we were talking about this before we, we were podcasted is if you meet a celebrity that you're a fan of ever, any human being, whether it's me meeting somebody that I'm really impressed by or whatever is don't go up and just be like, Hey, I'm a big fan of you. It's so exciting to meet you is say something specific. Like, Oh, I really like this movie that you're in. I really like this role you played. I really like say something specific because it gives that person an opportunity to go, Oh, they do know my work. They're not just recognizing my face. And it gives them something to, to answer back, like, instead of just, like, oh, thanks. Like, oh, that movie was really fun to work on. We went to Hawaii, blah, 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 you know. So if you're ever meeting Kate, pretend not to be a super fan. Talk about one of her bits. Talk about that she loves the vibrator bit. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Actually, I, I think that's actually really, really good advice. Yeah. When someone comes up and says something that I'm surprised by, like, they go, oh, that's, that story you told on, especially when it's date fails. Because yeah. the podcast is actually, thanks to you guys, it's doing really well. 
I mean, we're getting like really good numbers, but I'm still surprised that anyone listens to it. Like yeah. anytime someone, the other night at the comedy store, my buddy, uh, a comedian, Andy Kozell, he had some girlfriends in town visiting him from Phoenix. And he came over to me and was like, hey, um, my friends in town, they're really big fans of your podcast. Would you mind coming over and saying, hey, whatever? Yeah. And I came up and I was like talking to them and. The one girl, I mean, I'm not saying this to sound douchey, but I was just shocked because the one girl was like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. Everywhere I go, I tell people about it. And, um, you know, I love comedy. I've met so many people, but I'm kind of like, I'm so excited to meet you. And I was like, are you nuts? There's way cooler people to meet at the comedy store. Yeah. But I also was like the fact that it was date fails and not you know like knowing me from joey diaz yeah. podcast or from the all deaf digital or whatever that was really that made me like extra happy so you're totally right about yeah. that i think but um oh so what i was going to say is i slid into this super hot guy's dm <laughs> this is the uber date fail okay okay and he hit me back and he knew who i was which i was shocked and then we started dming and then we decided to go out by the way i totally blew it with this guy eventually but we decided you did? To, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. It's shocking. Um, but we decided to go out. So he invited me to come meet him at this, like, club, which I hate clubs. But, you know, yeah. it was his thing. I had to. So I go to meet him at the club. Oh, my God. I walked up. He's standing outside in person. Mm -hmm. He's 100 times hotter than he is on in photos. What, like, what position does he play? He is retired, but he played something defensive <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter okay 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 the, something who cares he was a defensive backer db dl i don't fucking know doesn't <laughs> matter okay <laughs> the point is i go to meet him he's so hot i'm immediately like oh fuck i'm in trouble like this guy's too fine yeah. he's out of my league and i'm intimidated like i was so shy mm -hmm. and then we go into the club we hang out we have a good time and then afterwards, I'm like, well, I, I have an early morning. Club is closing. It's like 2 a.m. Like, I should get out of here. Yeah. He's like, oh, my friends are having an after party, you know, if you want to come. Nice. I know. And I was like, well, I really have to get up early. But the truth was I knew if I went with him anywhere else, I was going to fuck him. And I wanted yeah. to wait. So I was like, I'm going to go. And he's like, okay, I'll call you an Uber. <laughs> And then he's like, I'll call me an Uber, and then we'll go our separate ways. So my Uber comes first, yeah. right? Or no, sorry, his Uber comes first. So we get in his Uber, and um, we're waiting for my Uber, yeah. and we start making out. Nice. Yeah. And it was the hottest first makeout ever. Wait a minute. I mean, Wait, what? fucking, I'm sorry, Bron. It was <laughs> like, dude, this guy's an Adonis. He was at 10, and yeah. it was, and we were making out. And it was all good. And I was wearing a skirt. And he just started to, like, kind of slide his hand up my skirt. Oh and he got, like, real close to, like, the promised land, you know? Uh -huh. And then right as he was about to get there, my phone starts going off. And my Uber arrives. That's when you cancel your Uber. And I said to him, I go, hey, you know, if you'd rather skip this after party and just go back to your place. After I was like, I'm not going to the after yeah. party because I don't want to fuck him. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'd be down. And he was like, I think we should wait. And I was like, wait for what? I think we should. My Uber's here. No, we're not waiting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're waiting like, for my Uber. Let's go. I was like, how far do you live from here? And he's like, no, nah, I think 
I got to go to this after party. I told people I was coming. So then in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck. He's like meeting another chick for sure. Like oh, when for he, sure. When he found out I was bailing. And then I was like, well, maybe we should just stay in here if you like, I was so horny then because he almost touched me and then he didn't. Aww. And then I wanted to seal the deal so bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't normally do this, but I was like, this guy's so hot. I might never get another chance. I don't know. He's busy. It took us so long to meet up. Oh, that's so sad. So then I, I went home and he went to the after party and then it took a really long time to see him again. Yeah. And then the next time I saw him. It didn't go so well. <laughs> what happened? Did you go crazy on him? No. He invited me out, and I. he's like, I was at a bar, and I started flirting with him because I was buzzed. Yeah. I was with a girlfriend, uh -huh. and then he was like, I was like, why don't we meet up? What are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm watching football with some boys. Um, you can come meet up with us. We're at this place called Games and Dames or something what like that. What the hell that. is that? I told this story on here once. And it turned out to be, I was like, cool, yeah, we'll come there. I, I was all flattered. He invited me to come hang with the boys. Yeah. And then we get there, and it's like the most ghetto-y strip club in downtown L.A. I've never even heard of the games and dames. Is that especially like game night for only? It, is it not cheetahs or something? No, it's like a fucking ghetto-ass <laughs> sports bar strip club that serves like PBRs in a bucket. Like this place oh, is Oh, yeah, dude, I'm going, who wants to go with me and I DM me? Dude, it was not good. And I get there and I'm thinking it's him and his boys. It's him and like a couple guys that like, he <laughs> obviously is hanging out with these guys because they make him look better. Like I'm not trying to be a bitch, but it yeah. was like, it looked like a bunch of guys that probably play World of Warcraft all day in their mom's basements. And somehow this guy was like, come out and wingman me. And they're like, okay. And they came out. <laughs> Sounds so mean, but, and they, then. They, like, who are, like, who's, it's like the super jock hanging out with the biggest nerds in the world. Yeah. And then, and then there's like nine girls that he invited just like me. Oh, that's the best. He was he's like, trying to pawn you off on his fucking nerd friends. No, I think he had set it up like he's the bachelor, and it's like whoever <laughs> lasts the longest gets the final rose. <laughs> he would spend a few minutes flirting with me and then go to the next girl. It was so embarrassing. And then my girlfriend that I made come with me just was like so pissed off. She's like, you owe me. And then she got like $50 cash, and she just bellied up to the dance floor and started tipping the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> so then, So then I was like, I go up to the guy and I go, hey, listen, I don't know what you're trying to get into yeah. here, but like, this isn't really my scene. Like, <laughs> I feel like you invited me here to get some weird orgy started or something. <laughs> and then he was like, no, girl, I just want to, I just want to taste every inch of you. No, girl. No, girl. Yeah. I and then when, taste every inch of you. when he said that, I was like, maybe I can hang in a little longer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I was like, yeah, I'm not really looking for that. And then I just left. <laughs> I was so proud of myself because I just walked out and left. I didn't say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And then the next day he was texting me all day, begging me. Like, I'm so Ugh, sorry. Begging. I didn't. I'm not like that. Yeah. I didn't think it'd be a big deal, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then eventually I fucked him. <laughs> Wait, so you, you're the best. <laughs> Let's see. And then what happened was I was like, fuck you, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. And then he was finally like, fine. Fuck yourself, man. I don't, oh, need, I don't need this he bullshit. He did the abandonment. Yep. And when he did that, I was like, maybe I spoke went right too for soon. It. And then I kept on. Every time I would get drunk, I'd kind of text him and flirt with him. And be like, <laughs> maybe, maybe that date wasn't that bad. And then eventually one night we did hang out and we had drinks. And it was maybe the best sex I ever had. Yeah. Except for the porn guy. And then after the sex, <laughs> I blew it because <sighs> I did what I do. And I started getting offended. 
Are you okay? Oh my god, I sneezed. I started getting offended. I'm allergic by you getting offended. <laughs> yeah, I started getting offended because he wasn't. I get so crazy, and this is my fault. And there's probably other girls that do this, and you probably do it. But I get crazy yeah. if I text a guy, and then he posts something online before he answers me. Yeah, it's a little maddening. Unless he does, because then you know he's seen it. You know that you're, he's he's on the phone. He's busy. Yeah, I mean if it's. If it's soon, like, if I'm in the middle of posting something and you text me, I might ignore it until I'm done. Yeah. But if I text you and then, like, two hours go by and you post, like, two times and you don't answer me, I get yeah. a little butthurt. Yeah, every now and then I'll, I'll jump on someone's Insta or something like, oh, yeah, they're, they're still alive. Maybe they're busy. Maybe they're, they're busy, like, podcasting or they're at work or driving. They can't. And then you see a picture and you're like, ah, that, no, that happened. Well, I mean, it's weird, but I, and I know that this is me being a girl, but my level of butthurtedness yeah. goes up after your dick has been inside of me. Oh, I'm serious. That's so sweet. You're a very sensitive <laughs> human being. I'm serious. Like if we're just friends like you, uh-huh. if I text you and then you post a oh, couple times. Oh, you don't times, text me for like two days later sometimes. Yeah. What I'm saying is if I text you and you don't text me back and then you post a couple times, I don't take it personally. I figure you were busy when I text you yeah. and you just forgot. And then I might even hit you again and be like, hey, bro. But, <laughs> you know, if you fucked me or we're still fucking, I feel uh-huh. some level of like you owe me a reply. Yeah, if you're, if definitely if you're still if you're, if you're sort of seeing somebody off and on, you know, even if it's casual, then you need to uh you need to get back to them as as quickly as possible. Right. Not as quickly as possible, but like in in a reasonable f- time frame. Why did I start talking about this? Because you know that you were spiraling out of control cuz somebody hasn't texted you back since we've been on this podcast and that's probably bothering you. And I have no idea who it is or why, but that's just my guess. Actually, no. No? I'm so Damn not, it. I'm so not involved with anyone right now. I wanted that to be the right answer. No. I, I'm really not involved with anyone. Really? Oh, but I will tell you a good one. Go. Oh, my God. This Go. is such Raise a win. Raise your hand. What? Yes, ma'am. This is such a win. So, oh, my God. This is so embarrassing, but fuck it. I don't care. There's a really, really, really hot guy that I have had like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I have to make up some other job that he does. There's a really hot guy that I've had like a low-key crush on, if you can call it that, when you've never met one, but you've, whatever. Yeah. I, I, there's a guy I like stalk who I think oh. is so hot. Internet stalker, live stalking. I don't, let me put it this way. I don't follow anyone on Instagram who doesn't follow me back except yeah. for maybe like Eminem, like one or two people I'm like a humongous fan yeah, of. Like big, okay, got it. Otherwise, if they don't follow me back, I don't follow them because I really use it to follow my friends. That's why when people are like, why don't you follow me back on Instagram? It's because I, yeah, I really... I don't know you. Yeah, I just genuinely want to see my friends' photos and I don't need to follow like all the Kardashians and all that bullshit. Yeah, right? yeah. So there was only one guy that I was following who didn't follow me back that would be someone I could actually get in touch with. Yeah. And I always was just like, oh, well, I'll follow him anyway because I like think he's so fine. Mm. And then he followed me back. <gasps> and then we started to DM. Yeah. And then long story short, I was like texting yesterday with a guy that I used to date who would piss me off all the time. We're just friends now, really just friends now. But like he always would accuse me of fucking everyone when I never was. And while I was texting with him, my crush sent me a snap 
so you know when someone snaps you how it the notification pops up so and so just snapped you so i screen grabbed like the notification and then i made a reason to send that screen grab to the guy that used to annoy me all the time (laughs) and i sent it to him just to be like a fuck you like because i knew that he would notice who was dming me in the top but i made it seem like the screen grab was about something else like look isn't this new update to the (laughs) to the android (laughs) because you're you're always sending android update notification screen grabs people like of course he looked at the top and went oh christ right exactly but he didn't say a fucking word about it and i was so happy because i know this guy is also like a fan of this my crush so it just kind of was the best moment those are the best moments in life yeah the best is when you really piss somebody off years and years and years later yeah i like that or when you can actually have sex finally with the person that they're afraid you're having sex with that's the best revenge. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is when you can finally have sex with someone you used to love and feel nothing. <laughs> I'm broken. Actually, now you are, but you're not because I did that with in my in my thirties. I had sex with a couple of people that I had huge crushes on when I was young, and that they would just blow me off and stuff. And then, like, basically, I met up with them later in life, and we ended up. Basically, it was it was like I was trying to achieve something that I've always wanted. But the weird thing is, even as I'm talking to him, I'm like, I don't really like this person because they're not who they were when I was a kid, and they're not who they, you know, like when we were teenagers. Oh and yeah. Then, and then of I course. go through the whole date in order to so basically so I can just by in the end go, all right, I had sex with her. I don't care anymore. Dude, every time I see a guy that I was like in love with in high school, yeah. I'm like, ugh. Like now, like no one. I was gross in high school. Like <laughs> no one wanted to go out with me. I didn't get cute ish until like four years ago to be honest yeah even when i met you i was still pretty gross i think no, you weren't. you've always been cute i wouldn't i wouldn't have talked to you this long Ron, if you were gross i love you i think we covered enough i think i, I think we've been on this i don't know you're not i feel like this. we've it's been like on here hours. for three years i'm gonna edit this and just release the good parts um <laughs> i literally got to your house four hours ago yeah i think we've been on this for way too long okay yeah we're done we're we're done bye guys <laughs> bye